From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Recently, Upstate Medical University, Upstate University Hospital, received the green light from two state agencies to open an eight-bed inpatient adolescent psychiatric unit in early 2019. Here to talk about this is Dr. Wanda Fremont. She's the medical director of Upstate's Child and Adolescent Psychiatry Clinic and the chief of the Division of Child Psychiatry. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So the clinic right now, the Child and Adolescent Psychiatric Clinic, um, is outpatient only? Yes. Okay. And so Upstate currently doesn't have any inpatient child or adolescent? No, at at this time only Hutchings uh, has an inpatient unit here in the city. Okay. So that's Hutchings Psychiatric Center. So this would this is good news. This will change what what yes. we're able to offer. Yes. So you can talk, can you talk about what this is going to mean to the community? Um, this is going to be um, an eight bed unit for uh, children and adolescents ages twelve to seventeen, um, and it will uh, provide a uh, intensive inpatient hospitalization uh, for these children, averaging five to seven days. Uh, so that children won't have to be sent to uh, sometimes as far as two or three hours away to hospitals uh, where it's very hard for the families. Right. Okay. And that's what's happening now. So hopefully when this will. Now, um, what types of um, diagnoses are you anticipate you'll be dealing with? Um, Children who have um, severe um, psychiatric problems, uh, including uh, suicidal ideation, um, uh, uh, severe uh, problems with uh, depression, anxiety, where they need a um, more intensive environment for treatment. Uh, and it will include trauma-based treatments uh, and family systems therapy, individual therapy, group therapy. Okay. So the family will be able to be involved? Absolutely. Locally. The families are going to be crucial to treatment, too. Now, is, do you anticipate admission will be mostly through the emergency department? All admissions will come through the emergency department, and children will be evaluated by a child psychiatrist in the emergency department to determine what level of care they'll need and if they would benefit from inpatient treatment. Okay. So the need for um, these additional uh, adolescent and child psychiatry beds in our community, that was one of... Um, 17 recommendations by the Youth Mental Health Task Force a couple years ago? Yes. Are there other things that are needed? Yeah, this was one part of the uh, recommendation based on the shortage of child inpatient beds. But equally important are other services, um, outpatient services, uh, including um, expansion of uh, several different uh, outpatient uh, clinics, um, another uh, recommendation was partial hospitalization, a program where kids would still be living with their families but would be um, in a a highly uh, uh, intensive treatment program during the daytime. Um, And we recommended um, uh, more uh, home-based services. So um, the whole picture really is needed, and the inpatient uh, services are only um, one small piece of what we're working on to extend our services to children and their families. So this is sort of just the start, yes, really. Yes, yeah, exactly. Improving. And we're um, actively working with our community organizations um, who have been very helpful and supportive to try to expand services um, that are available for children on an outpatient level. How many beds are at Hutchings for um, I believe that currently there are 19 beds available for children. 
So, and and there'll be sort of some cooperation between... Yes, we're working closely with uh, Hutchings, too, um, in terms of how to to uh, be helpful. Hutchings will often have children who need longer hospitalization stays, um, and so coordination will be very important. Okay. And again, Upstate serves a huge region, so some of the patients, it's not just going to be Syracuse. There'll be patients from counties surrounding. Yes, um, all the way up to uh, Watertown, Canadian border, down to uh, the southern tier, Binghamton, um, Utica. So you mentioned um, some of the diagnoses, the depression, anxiety, suicide, ideation. Are these issues that are becoming more of a of a, an issue in um, adolescents and teens? Are you seeing? Yes, it's a it's a nationwide problem, um, and we certainly feel it locally. Uh, there have been a number of studies that have recently been published, showing the increase in uh, depression in young adolescents, in uh, young adults, increased suicidal ideation. Um, and uh, if uh, most most of the hospitals around the country are experiencing the same difficulties that we do locally in terms of children who are coming to the emergency room and then there's not adequate services. Um, so this is a nationwide problem, which is being addressed by a number of uh, um, professional uh, institutions. Well, some of these things I can see where maybe uh, they could be dealt with outpatient. Wise. That's the goal, that and, and proactive and preventative um, care. Um, so children and their families don't come to the point where there's a crisis uh, rather than um, being able to be working on, on an outpatient basis. So in terms of being proactive and preventive, what, what can be done to prevent depression and anxiety? Um, there's a number of different approaches. One is even um, uh, starting to work with pregnant mothers who are struggling themselves. Um, and uh, there's a number of studies that have shown the effects of uh, depression in mothers who are pregnant um, on uh, the effects that they have on the newborn baby. Also, that very very early age, before the age of three, is crucial uh, in trying to help uh, mothers and parents who are um, challenged or having difficulties. And then working with the schools is another area that we're looking at in our community in terms of helping to identify and to provide services for kids who are struggling, working with families, um, and again, more outpatient services. Much more is being done now in the primary care office where um, uh, primary care clinicians are um, screening for depression and are collaborating and integrating with mental health um, services. And that's another uh, area that Upstate is going to be expanding and um, building in the uh, new outpatient center where they have integrated care with behavioral health and primary care. So that's a few years off, too, because that's a a big undertaking building and everything. But um, what sorts of advice do you give to schools at this point if they identify um, students, children who are struggling? the collaboration is the most important piece, um, and many schools already have uh, school-based clinics where they not only have primary care clinicians but mental health providers, and it's also helping their staff and their teachers in able to identify, but also how to handle some of these kids who are having behavioral problems. Uh, but um, more collaboration is definitely needed uh, with the school districts. Um, they're on the front lines, too. Right, right. Yeah. And they and I know different schools have different programs yeah. already sort of on their own in place. Um, 
But it is. It has been in this community a challenge to find services, outpatient services, yeah. let alone inpatient. Um, so is there anything that a parent can do sort of in the meantime? I mean, they're not, they're not a, a provider, but right. they're just a parent. Um, is there anything that they can do to sort of make the situation better or are there things they can avoid doing uh, so they don't make the situation worse if they've got a child who's struggling with depression? I think to begin with, um, because of the shortage of services, uh, talking with their primary care clinician um, would be The crucial. pediatrician? Yeah, and there is a program that we're very active in called CAPPC, and that's Child and Adolescent Psychiatry for Primary Care, and it's a statewide program with five educational institutions, Syracuse being one of them, Upstate Medical University, um, which provides uh, consultation to primary care physicians from uh, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., five days a week, including phone consultation and at uh, times face-to-face if the pediatrician or the family physician feels it's needed. Um, we have been, we've, we've uh, taken over four to 5,000 calls in the last five years. It's an OMH-funded grant. And um, OMH being Office, Office of Mental, Mental Health. Health. Okay. And, and the goal is really to help not only um, consultation, but education to primary care clinicians. We do a number of trainings so that they're able to handle the more mild to moderate uh, uh, cases of mental illness and difficulties uh, that children have. And we can spend more time working with the more uh, severely um, problematic kids. Uh, so I would encourage them to talk to their primary care clinician, the parents, um, and ask them to use the service. Uh, most of the clinicians in our community are already working with us, uh, and that's been a really important uh, collaborative partnership. Because some of the pediatricians or family practice doctors are um, willing to prescribe if that's necessary, if medications yes. are necessary. Yeah. So, And it's not only about medications, too. So sometimes a child might be struggling with depression, not wanting to go to school, and it may be related to um, issues that uh, we help the clinicians uh, um, recommend for either testing to make sure there's not a learning disability, making sure that there's not other issues going on. So it's not only about medications, but uh, the services we offer provide um, recommendations for all modalities of treatment. Well, let me ask you this. If, if a child, a teenager, is um, threatening suicide and a parent or loved one uh, you know, is at wit's end, doesn't know what to do, brings them to the emergency yes. room because where else do you go? What happens once they get there? At Upstate, they're seen by initially by the uh, uh, emergency room staff, but then a child psychiatry um, psychiatrist or sometimes an adult psychiatrist, depending on um, what shift we're looking to try to increase our services. So there's always a child psychiatrist available. Um, but at this time, they'll be evaluated by a child psychiatrist or adult psychiatrist who will meet with the child, meet with the parents, uh, do a thorough assessment, uh, and then determine what the best level of service will be. It doesn't always mean that a child has to be hospitalized uh, immediately if they're having suicidal ideation. The key piece in, that's where we're working with the community, is having referrals. So we could say, ideally, you don't need to come into the hospital today, but we would like you to see a clinician at one of the community clinics um, within the next couple days. So that, and that's the piece that, that we really need to work on with our to get community more partners. Yeah. And they've all been very active and helpful. Have you seen that teen suicide series um, called 13 Reasons? I, I just wondered if there was sort of an uptick in um, you know, teens. 
I think the feeling is that more generally it's related to a number of different issues. Uh, social media certainly plays a big role uh, in it. Um, decrease in services. There's certainly much more stress on families, both economic um, and uh, there's a number of different reasons behind why we believe that there's an increase in, in suicidal ideation and depression among adolescents. So it's not just one movie that was made, but, no, no, but it, no. did it get, um, did it serve a purpose of getting people to talk about the issue of teen suicide? I believe it did. And I know that many of the uh, school districts actually sent letters to parents, uh, but I don't know um, how constructive that was. Uh, again, I think there's both positive and negative from that. Okay. Well, it's good news that um, there'll be these additional beds um, next year. So tell me what child and adolescent psychiatry for primary care means. What is that? That's the name that we use for our organization, which uh, is actually uh, five educational teaching uh, uh, institutions, Upstate, Buffalo, Rochester, um, uh, Columbia, and Hillside, Zucker. Uh, and this is a uh, group uh, who have come together and provide Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., phone consultation, um, face-to-face evaluations, and educational seminars and uh, uh, webinars for primary care clinicians. And let's say a primary care doc, pediatrician, says, I I saw Johnny today. He's on Ritalin, but um, I don't know what, it's not helping. What do I do? They can call us, and we each take one day of the week. Um, but we all, we all know each other very, very well, and we cover for each other. And they'll get a psychologist within two hours. We return the call, and we'll say, uh, we'll talk to the primary care clinician, and we said, you know, have you tried this with Johnny, or has he been tested for littering disabilities, or have you maxed out on the Adderall, or have you done any therapy? And then we will um, provide that consultation the same day within a couple hours by phone. And then we'll follow up. We keep an electronic record. It's all confidential. And let's say six weeks from now, pediatrician calls us and says, hey, uh, you know, this isn't really working. Um, I'm, I'm, maybe I miss some anxiety. Um, then we might say, you know, here are some tools you can use, some scales. Here's the anxiety scale. And let's say we just, and then he said, well, you know, he just told me he's hearing voices. And then we say, whoa, that's more than you should handle. We will see him and do an evaluation, do a two-hour evaluation. And we get the kids in within two weeks. And there's no charge because it's the grant, so we don't have to worry about insurances. We don't. There's no waiting list. Oh. The kids get seen one time only at Upstate. We also work with St. Joe's, and then we'll provide a, a report back to the pediatrician. Also, we do intensive educational trainings for uh, primary care providers or primary pediatricians. Care, to... Yeah, uh, and it can be nurse practitioners, pediatrician, family practitioners. Now there are, I think, 38 states that have this program, so we're now part of a big ins- consortium. But we're the second largest program in the country. Um, and we recently got an award by the American uh, Psychiatric Association for our work. Um, I appreciate you coming to talk about that. Well, thank you. My guest has been Dr. Wanda Fremont, the Medical Director of Upstate's Child and Adolescent Psychiatry Clinic. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.